having a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Talk Bookish to Me is the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Jesse for the very last day, day number 12 of the 12 Days of Christmas episodes and giveaways. Today we're sharing some wintry thriller book recommendations, a thrills, chills and kills, if you will. Also, fun fact, this is the 75th episode of Talk Bookish to Me. Woo! Love it. <laughs> we love it. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Jessie, and I also have a YouTube channel called Reading with Jess. You can catch me over there doing some reading vlogs, TBRs, wrap-ups, book hauls, reviews, things like that. And I also have a bookstagram. It's at readingwithjess underscore. So winter is upon us. And if I'm being honest, winter is my least favorite season. I do try my best to appreciate each season and what it has to offer, but I loathe being cold. The snow was fun when I was a kid and it meant like a day off of school, but as an adult, no thank you. Um, However, there is something to be said about a wintry thriller book. Maybe it's because I know I'll be all warm and cozy inside while the characters I'm reading about are traipsing through the snow to escape a killer. That being said, I don't have a ton of recommendations because I tend to read lots of holiday romance in December and then I read my wintry thrillers in January and then by February, I'm back to romance. By March, I'm seeking warmer weather in life and in books. So on today's Instagram post at Talk Bookish Podcast, you'll have to let me know what your favorite season is and if you enjoy wintry thrillers. What about you, Jesse? Are you a cold weather fan? In books? Absolutely. I love the cozy vibes I get from, you know, bundling up and reading a book set in a snowy cold setting. But in real life, absolutely not. I hate winter. I hate being cold. The thought of being out in the snow just stresses me out. Now, don't get me wrong. It's pretty pretty to look at, but I don't like being in it, especially while driving. I kind of prefer to just sit back and watch it melt. So first, we need to mention No Exit by Taylor Adams because this is something that Jesse and I have both enjoyed and it does take place during a snowstorm, trapping the main character at a rest stop with strangers. This story will have your heart pumping from beginning to end. I recommend it a lot, but for good reason. And I've actually had a lot of you reach out and say, oh my goodness, thank you for the recommendation. And it was this book. So if you haven't read it yet, it's a must read. On her way to Utah to see her dying mother, college student Darby Thorne gets caught in a fierce blizzard in the mountains of Colorado with the roads impassable. She's forced to wait out the storm at a remote highway rest stop. Inside are some vending machines, a coffee maker, and four complete strangers. Desperate to find a signal to call home, Darby goes back out into the storm and makes a horrifying discovery. In the back of the van parked next to her car, a little girl is locked in an animal crate. Who was the child? Why has she been taken? And how can Darby save her? There is no cell phone reception, no telephone, and no way out. One of her fellow travelers is a kidnapper, but which one? Trapped in an increasingly dangerous situation with a child's life and her own on the line, Darby must find a way to break the girl out of the van and escape. 
Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. When Adam and Amelia went a weekend away in Scotland, it must be just what their marriage needs. 10 years of marriage, 10 years of secrets, and an anniversary they will never forget. They both know this weekend will make or break their marriage, but they didn't randomly win this trip. One of them is lying and someone doesn't want them to live happily ever after. The next recommendation is The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. This is the first book in the Detective Eileen Warner series. The second book recently released. I know Jessie picked it up when she was visiting. Um, I'm not sure if you have to read them in order. I think it's basically it just follows the same detective and then each story kind of has its own plot. But in a sanatorium, um, it takes place at this abandoned sanatorium that has been renovated into a five-star minimalist hotel. So um, there's this imposing isolated getaway spot up in the Swiss Alps. And Eileen Warner has taken time off from her job as a detective. So when her estranged brother Isaac and his fiance Lori invite her to celebrate their engagement at the hotel, she really has no reason like not to accept the invitation. She arrives in the midst of a threatening storm and she immediately feels on edge. There's just something about the hotel that's making her feel a little bit nervous. And on the following morning after her arrival, they discover that the bride-to-be is missing. And then Eileen being the, te the detective that she is, she feels like she needs to trust her instincts and like hopefully help find her. And of course, the storm closes off access to the hotel um, and then the longer that Lori stays missing, the more the remaining guests start to panic. Um, and they're all under pressure to find the bride-to-be. Um, and then no one seems to realize that another woman went missing and that she's the one that could have warned them just how much danger they're all in. So interesting story, a little bit slower paced, but good for the snowy season. Another classic one by one by Ruth Ware getting snowed in at a beautiful rustic mountain chalet doesn't sound like the worst possible problem in the world, especially when there's a breathtaking vista, a cozy fire and company to keep you warm. But what happens when that company is eight of your coworkers and you can't trust any of them? Um, the next one is Near the Bone by Christina Henry. I really love this one, but I do want to say there are a lot of trigger warnings, um, especially towards abuse. So I did want to just mention that really quickly. This one is a wilderness survival story dealing with two vastly different manifestations of monster. Isolated forest setting, isolated cabin, middle of the woods, and a cold, snowy setting. Maddie can't remember a time before she and William lived alone in the mountain together, but when Maddie discovers the mutilated body of a fox in the woods, she realizes that they're not alone after all. There's something in the woods that wasn't there before, something that makes strange cries in the night, something with sharp teeth and claws, and when three strangers appear on the mountaintop looking for this creature in the woods, Maddie knows their presence will anger William. The next recommendation I have for you is kind of hilarious because Jessie and I read this for her book club last year in December, um, her Sleep When I'm Dead book club, which she just launched a Discord channel for that. So I'm going to make sure to link that in the show notes along with Jessie's social medias. But Dying for Christmas by Tammy Cohen, man. This one <laughs> was a ride. Just let me say that. Um, so out Christmas shopping one December afternoon, Jessica Gold meets the charming Dominic Lacey and impulsively agrees to go home with him for a drink. 
What follows is a 12 days of Christmas from hell as Lacey holds Jessica captive, forcing her to wear his missing wife's gowns and eat lavish holiday meals. Each day he gifts her with one item from his twisted past, his dead sister's favorite toy, disturbing family photos, a box of teeth. As the days pass and the gifts become darker and darker, Jessica realizes that Lacey has a plan for her and he never intends to let her go. But Jessica has a secret of her own, a secret that may just mean she has a chance to make it out alive. What are your thoughts on that one, Jesse? That was, it was wild. It, it <laughs> was wild. And I loved because we were looking for a Christmas thriller and Gwen suggested this one. I was like, perfect this is gonna be the best one ever um and it was interesting <laughs> i thought the first half of the book was so mm -hmm. good like it was dark i was yes. in it i was like yes last part of the book yeah. not my favorite mm -hmm. went off the rails a little bit but let's just say it's entertaining it is entertaining yeah and like you said first part great last part kind of a bummer but worth mentioning yeah. <laughs> All right. The next recommendation I have for you is The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley, which is a pretty recent read of mine. This is for fans of Ruth Ware and Tanya French. It's a shivery, atmospheric, page-turning novel of psychological suspense and the tradition of Agatha Christie in which a group of old college friends are snowed in at a hunting lodge and murder and mayhem ensue. So we have a group of 30-something friends from Oxford who meet to welcome in the new year together, a tradition they began as students 10 years ago for this vacation they've chosen an isolated estate in the Scottish Highlands they arrive on December 30th just before a historic blizzard seals the lodge off from the outside world and two days later on New Year's Day one of them is dead the next one is Dead Voices by Catherine Arden this is the second book in the Small Spaces series this can be read as a standalone, but if you have any plans reading the series, you should read them in publication order because things will spoil things from the first book. And Gwen and I actually read this one during Bookathon uh, this past October, which was so much fun. This one is about Ollie, Coco, and Brian, and they're ready to spend a relaxing winter break skiing together with their parents at Mount Hemlock Resort. But when a snowstorm sets in, causing the power to flicker out and the cold to creep closer and closer, the three are forced to settle for hot chocolate and board games by the fire. Ollie, Coco, and Brian are determined to make the best of being snowed in. But odd things keep happening. Coco is convinced that she has seen a ghost and Ollie is having nightmares about frostbitten girls pleading for help. Love this recommendation. This is a middle grade series, but it is so worth the read. It's actually creepy, you guys, like literally creepy. I mean, some of the most terrifying horror -y stuff I've ever read and it's a middle grade book. Yeah, it was so much fun and it definitely gave gives you the chills. Definitely. The next recommendation, now full transparency, I'm not sure if this novel actually takes place during winter. And that is The Winter Sister by Megan Collins. I read this back in 2019. So the details are a little fuzzy, but it does have winter in the title. 
So maybe it does take place during winter. I don't remember. And the winter sister, a young woman haunted by the past, returns home to care for her ailing mother and begins to dig deeper into her sister's unsolved murder. As she investigates the complicated relationship with her mother, Sylvie begins to uncover the secrets that fill their house and what really happened the night Persephone died. As it turns out, the truth really will set you free once you can bear to look at it. It's a mesmerizing portrayal of the complex bond between sisters, between mothers and daughters alike, and forces us to ask ourselves, how well do we really know the people we love most? Another great recommendation, this is a little bit diverse, diverse author, diverse characters, interesting setting, is Moon of the Crusted Snow, um, with winter looming, a small community goes dark. Cut off, people become passive and confused, as you can imagine. Panic builds as the food supply dwindles. I mean, I would be panicking. And while the community members struggle to maintain order, an unexpected visitor arrives, escaping the crumbling society to the south. Soon after, others follow. The community leader loses its grip on power as the visitors manipulate the tired and hungry to take control of the reserve. Tensions rise, and as the months pass, so does the death toll due to sickness and despair. Frustrated by the building chaos, a group of young friends and their families turn to the land and tradition in hopes of helping their community thrive again. Blending action and allegory, Moon of the Crusted Snow, upends our expectations. Out of catastrophe comes resilience, and as one society collapses, another is reborn. The next one is I'm Thinking of Anythings by Ian Reid. This scary and intensely unnerving novel follows a couple in the midst of a twist unraveling of the darkest unease. It explores the depth of the human psyche, questioning consciousness, free will, and the value of relationships and the limitations of solitude. Most of the narration happens inside a car where the protagonist is on her way to meet her boyfriend's family. The narrative changes with the protagonist's thoughts and dialogue, and that's the real beauty of this book. Everything is there for a very specific reason, and you are kept in the dark trying to guess what it all means. I do also want to mention this is a Netflix movie um, and I have read this book and seen the movie and I say skip the movie and read the book because the book is always better. Yeah, I heard such terrible things about the movie adaptation. So I have not watched the movie and I don't plan on it because I absolutely love this book. I also highly recommend you listen to this on audiobook if you can. I think the physical and the audio, and it's a pretty short book, and I just, it was a page turner for me. Uh, but yeah, listen to it on audiobook, you guys. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> The next recommendation I have for you is Cover Your Tracks by Daco S. Offenord. Margot Fletcher is eight months pregnant and she's traveling by train from Chicago to Spokane, her childhood home, while passing through an isolated portion of the Rockies in blizzard conditions, the train unexpectedly breaks. Up ahead, deadly snow from a massive avalanche plummets down the mountain. Despite the conductor's order for the passengers to stay seated, former Army Ranger Nick Elliott insists that survival depends on moving to the back of the train. 
Nobody listens to him. Only Margot believes him. They take refuge in the last train car, which Nick heroically uncouples in time to avoid the avalanche. The rest of the train is hurtled down the mountainside and soon lost forever in a blanket of snow. Margot and Nick, the sole survivors, thank goodness for Nick, are stranded in the snowstorm without food, water, or heat. Rescuers might not arrive for days. When the weather turns violent again, the pair must flee the shelter of the passenger car and run for their lives into the wilderness. They must fend off the deadly cold as well as predatory wild animals foraging for food. Eventually, Nick leads Margot to shelter in a watchtower atop a mountain. There, we learn that both Margot and Nick have secrets that have brought them together and threatened to destroy them. Cover Your Tracks is a chilling story of love and hate, the devastating power of nature, and the will to survive. My next recommendation, not a personal favorite, but our friend Jordan really enjoyed this one, and I think you might too. So it's Breathless by Amy McCulloch, and Breathless follows journalist Cecilia Wong to Nepal in her pursuit of obtaining a career-making interview with the legendary Charles McVeigh. All she has to do is make the summit and he'll grant her the interview. Nothing like trying to battle the elements and a killer to get an interview. Am I right? Before they even begin their journey, a climber is found dead and Sicily is on edge as anybody probably would be. The team decides to continue on and Cicely interviews her fellow teammates and is trying to get the scoop on all of them. However, it's not going to be so easy because the Wi-Fi is down, another climber dies, and she's starting to not know who to trust. All she has to do is put one foot in front of the other and keep climbing. The strength of this story lies in the mountaineering aspect. The author became the youngest Canadian woman to climb the very mountain featured in Breathless. So if you enjoy a good subject matter expert story, this one will be a fun one for you. And the last recommendation we have for you today is The Shuddering by Anaya Alborn. A group of close friends gather at a secluded cabin in the wintry mountains of Colorado for a final holiday hoorah. Instead, it must be their last stand. First, a massive blizzard leaves them maroon, and then the more chilling realization something is lurking in the woods, watching them and waiting. Now a weekend of fun has turned into a test of love and loyalty. The only hope for those huddled inside is to fight tooth and nail, bullet and blade for their lives. Otherwise, they'll end up like the monster's other victims, bright pools of blood on glittering snow, screams lost in the vast mountains. In just five days, You Must Remember This by Kate Rosenfeld is expected to be released. And if it's not already on your radar, it needs to be. Jesse sent me this recommendation and all I needed to know is it's a Knives Out style whodunit with a twist of Taylor Jenkins Reid Hello? (laughs) It says, You Must Remember is an immersive gothic mystery with a long ago love affair, an icy death, and a rich family gone bad. I'm so looking forward to this one. It's like immediately hooked and sold on the synopsis. Well, listeners, that's a wrap on this episode of Thrills, Kills and Chills, it's also the end of the 12 Days of Christmas episodes and giveaways. For the last chance to win a book or a beanie, follow Talk Bookish Podcast on Instagram, find the day number 12 post, and leave a thoughtful comment. You'll automatically be entered to win. 
Patrons who enter have double the chances of winning. Season four of Talk Bookish to Me kicks off on Monday, January 16th. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Follow me on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Also, the link for Patreon is in the show notes, along with the links for Jesse's social media. Until next time, happy reading. <laughs>